Alright, let's go. Over recording. Well, welcome everybody. This is a, this is a podcast. Uh, we're calling this On Your Way Out, and we've been talking a lot as a staff and maybe just as a church at large about um, what does the church look like right now? And things obviously with ev- with all parts of our lives have been altered and and changed and I think it's actually in some ways been a kind of a beautiful time to evaluate um, what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be a disciple, what it is to be a follower of God. Um, and so we thought, why not give us an opportunity to think about the things that we talk about on a Sunday, the things that we're talking about in our maybe our small groups, in our families, and give us an outlet to actually think through those things in a different way. Um, so if you don't know who this is by my voice, this is Tyler. Hey, everybody. Um, and I'm joined today by the man, the myth, and the legend himself, Toby Gruppen. Wow. <laughs> I'm so honored. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Toby is our interim pastor, and it's just been really a joy to like maneuver these times with him. And um, we just want to talk through, this is um, kind of on the heels of uh, this past Sunday where Dean um, kind of walked us through Psalm 139. And we just have some thoughts about it and some maybe questions for you to be talking about. And we want to give you just some space and some opportunity maybe to think through it um, with the people you're around in your homes Right. Um, maybe Toby, you can talk a little bit about your your vision and your heart behind why we want to do this podcast, and your um, I think your emphasis on community within your family structure and your um, maybe just your neighbors, the people in your area beyond just you know the Sunday morning experience. Right? Sure. I'll I'll answer that by asking you back some questions. So you're going to be the host of this podcast these next couple of weeks. Sure. So that's going to be cool, and we're hoping to have a bunch of different guests sharing their stories and experiences. But tell me a little bit about how you landed on the name on your way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were talking through, um, yeah, obviously you want to have a name that represents um, the heart behind what you're doing as a podcast. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about basically being the church beyond the walls of the building. What does that really look like? And I think we've been giving we've been given the opportunity to really think about that, especially in the last few months where we haven't had a, a church within the walls. Um, so I think we're, we're looking at, you know, we come in on a Sunday morning and we experience something together. We experience worship together. We experience the word together and the preaching of the word. And then it's like, as we go out into the world, what has changed for us? Um, what what does that experience that we do on a Sunday morning, how does that affect our day-to-day lives? How does that affect our relationships with people? How does that affect how we look at people when we go out in public, when we walk across the street, those kinds of things. So it's kind of trying to take, um, taking, taking the Sunday morning um, moments and experience and then say on our way out from there into kind of our day-to-day lives, what does that mean for us? Um, because I just believe that what God is going to do through the church is not what happens on a Sunday morning. Like, that is important, but if there's no fruit of, um, you know, change in your heart beyond that Sunday morning, um, then what are we doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so on your way out, that's kind of the idea is as I we like leave, um, what is God saying to us as a body? So Yeah, I like it. So podcasts will, as I understand, will be coming out later in Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So small groups will be able to engage it, youth group, children's ministry, uh, the whole church, depending on how you gather. So the heart and vision from the staff is that as we engage coming back into a service indoors, uh, we know it's going to be a little bit different. We're playing with some of that. But what we really desire is that people are taking God's word. They're taking the topic, uh, the focus of what we're talking with, and bringing it into the small group. Mm-hmm. One key word that we're looking at is simple. So how do we just all, from children's ministry to youth ministry to adult ministry, how do we all get focused in on the same topic that we're talking about the same mm-hmm. things? So this podcast was our dream and, and prayer that it gets into homes. Uh, small groups can gather around a table or a campfire, listen to it together, and it's just going to build on the themes from Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, in a different way, trying to get more stories from mm-hmm. the broader congregation. Mm-hmm. So that's been our heart and, and our vision. And uh, Tyler and I thought it would be a good idea to start out with just talking a little bit about Psalm 139 and just pull some things out uh, that were intriguing to us. Awesome. All right. And you get to participate by listening in, but we're inviting you to pull out Psalm 139 yourselves and mm-hmm. uh, just interact and let's have spiritual conversations around God's Totally. Word. And I think one of the beautiful um, possibilities with a, a setting like this is that we're not in the middle of a, of a service where things have to sometimes feel like we have to move on to the next thing quickly, um, or sometimes we miss things, or it just feels maybe like we're not uh, engaging like we would in just a normal conversation. So I think that's what we want to do with this podcast is just say, hey, let's look at Psalm 139 and just talk about our lives and how it relates to to our day-to-day you know, activities and um so that's part of part of what we want to do too is just take it to the to the playing field, take it to the real world, right? Very cool. Can I dig into one thirty nine? Let's do it. So one of the things that popped out to me is just conversation that's having with uh, children and youth right now. How how do we care well during this crazy time of COVID? And these opening words from Psalm one thirty nine: You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. When I hear that, it has an echo for me back to Deuteronomy 6, which is a real strong heartbeat for our children and youth. It's the Shema, right? Hear, O God, um, or hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. These commandments, they are to be upon your hearts. Impress them upon your children. And Mm -hmm. here's where the echo is Mm -hmm. when you sit at home. When you rise up and you're lying down, you're going out. So that would be the heartbeat of, I know, children and youth, mm-hmm. that it's not just a Wednesday, it's not just a Sunday, but how do we help families mm-hmm. really slow down and make space for God's Word in the home? Uh, how do we have these natural conversations? And later on, we'll kind of share a couple of those tools that we're hoping for. But that's what's spoke to me mostly mm-hmm. when I looked at Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. I have a question about that for you. Mm-hmm. So in the in the Holland area, at times it feels like in our, in just kind of the way we, we send our kids to, to school and um, they engage with 
teachers who are very often Christians, if you go to, to a Christian education, right? Um, and a lot of times throughout the week, you have so many moments where you're kind of being trained and taught through maybe a, an academic setting or, or you do come to youth group and you do come to church. Um, what What is the significant role or maybe the unique role of the family setting that's different from those other situations that a lot of us and a lot of students and, and families experience throughout the rest of their week? Yeah, wow, that's... That's more than a podcast. And <laughs> I can only speak from my own experience that, so Luke's a senior and Ella's a freshman. I took the call serious, along with Michelle, that it was my role to disciple my children. And um, I, I want to pour into that. I want to know what's going on. I want to know spiritually what they're thinking and feeling. So I want to make that space and... The, it happens at home. It happens when you're in the car driving to school. It happens around the dinner table. It happens with those just difficult situations in life. But I think Deuteronomy 6, even kind of echoing here in, in the psalm, um, that's my role as a dad. And especially as a spiritual leader of my household, discipleship needs, I need to be the instigator. I need to be the one that makes it happen and make sure it's happening for mm-hmm. my family. Now, mm-hmm. church community is a piece of that then too, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want Luke and Ella to hang out with you and Mike and people in this congregation, mm-hmm. right? The more the Christian community we can put around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, school too, Christian schools. My kids are going to public school right now, and that was an intentional decision that we made one for a Spanish immersion that mm. they're both fluent and they're growing in that, but also for a missional heartbeat mm. of we wanted to intentionally disciple into that to give them some experiences that they might not have at other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of the, sometimes the difference between maybe being in circles that are exclusively Christian um, and maybe being intentional about finding circles that are not exclusively Christian um, because that almost maybe um, compels you to think about your faith in a different way as it relates to a non-believer. Um, so it'd be interesting to talk to, to your kids about their experience kind of being a pastor's kid in a maybe a secular learning environment and how that relates to one another, right? You're the host, so that's, <laughs> that's some future guests for you. Maybe, maybe. Well, let's move on to um, to verse 4 there. Um, now, this one was for you. This one caught my eye because it says, Before a word is on my tongue, mm-hmm. uh, Lord, you know it completely. So I, w- I was just curious, has there ever been a time for you, Tyler, mm-hmm. where you were like, Oh, I wish I would have kept my mouth closed? <laughs> oh, never. Never? <laughs> I think you're lying. I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think about... Um, even just um, growing up uh, with siblings, and it's, I think it's interesting. I feel like relationships with your siblings are so unique, and they're so different from that of any other relationship because you know each other so well, like almost like on a level that you don't even know your friends. I think because you live together, you've shared a house together for your whole lives. Um, and I just think growing up, I, th- I think back to just some of the ways that I've interacted with um, even just my siblings, um, I think we can sometimes we let our guard down with our families at times. And I think for me, I know that I have not treated maybe my siblings with the same kind of love and care and compassion that I do for others just because there is that level of yep. comfort. Um, so I think that's that's an example of I just I just think, you know, we just there's like this 
sibling bickering and just kind of poking fun at each other. And, and I you think always know which buttons. You know, oh, I know which buttons to push for sure, because <laughs> you know each other so well, yeah. right? Um, but I think there's with that there's uh, there's a level of you have to be so careful with that because um, your words. Um, even with your with your family members are just as poignant as they would be with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I were to you know go back to growing up in in my house with my family, I think there are definitely some just some of the ways that I would interact with with them that would probably be a little bit different. Beautiful. And see that that's one of the things that we want to show. It just takes a small little verse, and right there we're having a spiritual conversation. Right mm-hmm. now it's mm-hmm. kind of goofy, and we're just like oh, but all of a sudden, boy. I, I can see a change in your heart, mm. and I love my family, and mm-hmm. I, I wish I could have done some things mm. different. That, that's what we're trying to teach in this series as we're looking at who are we going to be as far as our vision and mission, how do we bring this into home, but how do we simply just have spiritual conversations mm. where God's Word is is our guide, mm-hmm. but it's just easy, simple questions. Yeah, it's not overly profound like it would be in a, in a message or a sermon, right? It's just a normal conversation, but but using the word to, to shape that, right? Absolutely. So another verse that stuck out to me was uh, verse 13. Um, well, it's that whole piece about just God forming us and knitting us together and, and seeing us uh, in the mothers. I mean, what an amazing mm-hmm. just image of who God is. Yeah. And that just... We have a whole bunch of people in this community that don't know that. Mm -hmm. And what a wonderful image for us to know that there is a God who who knew me, Mm -hmm. who who shaped me, who knit me together. Uh, I'm not a mistake. Mm -hmm. God put me together the way I am, and he put you with all your gifts and who you are. And um, we have a beautiful message to tell the world. And it's so counter to, I think, what we experience just from the noise of the society that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. The verse that I actually shared with the staff earlier this week comes from Ephesians 2, and it talks about, that. Whole, that's my favorite part of the Bible, um, just basically talking about our identity that's no longer in our in our brokenness and our sinfulness, but it's in Christ. Yes. Um, and through that, it says that we are, we are God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I just that just really strikes me because I don't think I ever really feel like I am God's masterpiece. That that's not how I, I maybe view myself, um, but that is who we are, right? Um, and that's the image of you know humanity that I think, especially for non-believers, they don't live their lives as if they are God's masterpiece right. often, um, and that's what we that's part of what we have almost like as a responsibility. Um, to bring to bring that to those people, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And it, it matters then how I treat all people I come into contact mm. with, whether I agree with them or not. They are made in God's image. Mm. Um, God knit everybody together in a womb like this, mm-hmm. right? And and that hopefully makes us pause mm. and kind of even like with a funny conversation about wishing we could hold our tongue. Mm. Uh, it matters how I communicate to people. It matters how mm-hmm. I think of the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it all starts here for us. Mm-hmm. That's an image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. So that's powerful. I don't know if you've noticed this in just the recent, I guess, months, maybe just this whole year. 
through everything, I've kind of felt that even in people that I know really well, people that know the Lord really deeply, I think just because of a lot of the tensions that are kind of rising to the surface these days, it seems like it's becoming easier and easier to not treat someone as they are made in the image of God and to look at the ways that we disagree on certain things or to look at the ways that I think differently than you and almost like look at them through that lens. And we feel maybe sometimes that we feel okay, you know, not treating them with compassion or maybe ridiculing or attacking um, instead of starting with starting with this as the foundation yes. for how we treat people. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I've kind of felt that more and more that it seems like things are becoming more and more divisive. And I've seen it even in Christians where we are be- becoming more and more comfortable maybe kind of taking that aggressive nature towards towards people, which is a little... I don't know. I don't. It's kind of concerning to me, and and I think part of part of part of how we we shift our focus is by starting by this person was knitted together by God Amen. in their womb. I mean, that changes everything about how I interact with people, right? I've noticed no tension in our culture. Hmm. Just <laughs> that's like wow. Yeah. Where have you been living? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think yeah, I think it's been very dangerous that. Somebody makes a comment or has a bumper sticker, wears a mm. shirt, or mm-hmm. wears a co- We throw people into categories, oh, yeah. and we no longer see them as an individual in front of us, and mm. we just lump. And I think yeah. that becomes very dangerous. Yeah. And one of my practices that I'm trying to do, I want to listen well. Mm. Because anybody who's passionate about something, they, they have a story behind that, right? Mm-hmm. And often it's a story that's broken, uh, brokenness that's coming out, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so important, or uh, mm-hmm. they're so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And usually, the issue really isn't the issue, it's the story behind. Mm-hmm. And if we take time to just listen, mm-hmm. ask good questions, not condemning, not judgmental, not I'm going to win this argument, mm-hmm. but really to be able to stay in the conversation and listen to a person's mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. I think that's where God really brings about beautiful healing and openness and and learning with each other. It's powerful. It is. And a friend of mine who um, I went to school with, he's a a composition grad with me. We were in the same class. He has a a blog. He just kind of talks through different uh, events that are happening around the world as it relates to him as a Christian and as a musician often. Um, He said something recently, and he brought out a verse that, really stuck out to me. I believe it's from 1 Corinthians where it says that, um, you know, if one part of our body suffers, we, we all suffer. Absolutely. Um, regardless of whether we agree with <laughs> there's the fact that they're suffering or, or whatever that means, um, you know, we are, we are bound together by Christ. Like we are one body. Um, and so I think that changes how we, we just choose to listen to one another when, when someone is expressing um, suffering, if someone is experiencing something like that. I think it's our job as believers and our job as part of the body with them um, to empathize, right? Mm-hmm. And to listen and to engage with those conversations in a way that's that's loving and compassionate. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ that like, even if this one person over here, if, if we're all doing well over here, but this one person is suffering, then we share in that suffering, Absolutely. right? Just as we share in Christ's suffering. So I think it's harder and harder when... We have these electronic devices that mm. just fuel us story after story after story of pain and brokenness. And, and, and that 
really gets hard to. That's hmm. why it's our hope too, that through our Sunday topic, through the introduction of this podcast, through really inviting families to be families or gathering in their small group, or if they're not part of a small group, find an organic gathering somehow around a fire pit or a dinner table, that we can have these real conversations. Mm-hmm. Because I think right now we're, we're, we're just so bombarded with so much, we don't know what to do with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And we need to find safe outlets to really have true conversation. Absolutely. And that's becoming harder as technology increases in our lives and we can have relationships with people completely digitally, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the way you interact with someone in that setting is so different than face-to-face Absolutely. and in person. So I think that's there's a lot of truth to that too. Talk to me about um, verse 24, and this is kind of getting into... Um, you know, the later part of this chapter, it says, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, why don't you read verse 24 for us? Okay. So that, that closing line of the, the whole psalm just says, um, let me read it here. And lead me in the way everlasting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the powerful phrase for me that there, there is a path, there is a way that God is inviting us into. It is, it is to be spirit-led. It's to follow mm-hmm. Jesus, who is our example. Mm-hmm. But but what does that mean? And, and how do we have conversations around that? And as we look at the vision and mission of Providence Church, of what has been laid out, and it's, it's on the wall in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. there are three E's, or E3, I think, is what mm-hmm. has been typically been named, about encountering God daily, engaging in my church, and entering the world. Mm -hmm. And those are three beautiful statements that I think will help people start speaking of ways, how am I walking in this way of everlasting? Mm -hmm. So let me break those three apart. And this is what we're going to be inviting the church to to engage with and do, and just hopefully it becomes our natural conversation and just our our natural language. Mm -hmm. But this idea of encountering God daily uh, I've been asking a group of people uh, that I'm bumping into in, in meeting, and I'm finding some people are struggling on knowing how to answer that. Hmm. And I think this this is the starting point that we got to know how to build our relationship with God the Father. It's through Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. But h- how are we doing that? Hmm. And it matters because if I'm not centered and aligned with my father, if I'm not hearing his voice, what am I doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. How am I walking? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a, a strong push that we want to go into this fall. But it's not just for adults. It's for kids. We can ask that and we can model that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want my kids to wake up and see that I'm in God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. want I want kids to my kids to hear me. Hey, here's where God's really wrestling with me right now, and mm-hmm. here's what I'm hearing Him say, and here's where I'm struggling. And you know, right now I got a judgmental or a critical heart in this area. Those are the relationships that we need to be fostering in our homes. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with, um, you know, Tyler, tell me about how you're encountering God, mm-hmm. and you should be able to say. Here's my rhythm during the week. Yeah, I'm in God's Word. This is what I'm reading. And I can tell you that um, I think probably one of the biggest influences in my spiritual 
practicing um, and just how I how I do engage with God like on a day-to-day basis came from not even being told from my parents, but just observing yes, my parents. Absolutely. Like I would just, even today, if I, if I'm spending the weekend at home and I happen to stay at my parents' house for a night, I wake up in the morning, there's my mom and dad in the living room in the word. Probably, I don't know how long they do it every day, 45 minutes. And, um, you know, when you grow up as a child and you just observe that day after day, after day, after day, they don't, they don't have to talk about it. They don't have to say anything about it. You just see it. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was, I think about that all the time. And I think in, in the days where maybe I don't get up early enough to do it, I, I think about my parents and I, I, I know they did that today. Um, so that's just one example of like, it doesn't have to be something super complicated as much as it is just leading from your heart and leading from the example of how you, you engage with God on a, on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I hope it becomes like our normal language among the body here. I've just been able to say, tell me about how you're encountering God. You know, what are you reading right now? What's what's God speaking to you? And if I, yeah, I haven't been in Scripture in a while, um, I hopefully then you can say, well, how can I assist you? How can I help you? Yeah. yeah. But I I think that needs to be a natural conversation starter. Um, The second E, which is engaging in your church community, Uh, it matters how we do life together as a covenant body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God has called us here at this time in this place to be about his mission. Mm -hmm. So it matters how you and I relate to each other. It matters how I'm relating to Michelle and Luke and Ella, my wife and children. Uh, It matters. I can't just go off and do however I want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do those important people in my life, do they know that I love them? Are they receiving love from me? Mm-hmm. Or are they receiving my shortness and my mm-hmm. anger and my frustration? So it's having those natural conversations too. Like, how are you engaging in your church body? It's not just like, yes, I serve this or I do this. It's more the heart and the emotion behind it. Like, mm-hmm. are you and I good? Yeah. Are, are we unified? Um, is there anything that, you know, I need to confess to you? Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything that you're holding anger toward me that I don't even know that mm-hmm. we got to have that tough conversation where forgiveness yeah. can come? And, and those are the things that we run away from. Well, exactly. I think that's, talk, that's looking at engaging the church in a much different way than we maybe typically think about engaging the church because we can talk about engaging the church like, hey, I came to my, my Wednesday night program, right? Mm-hmm. I, engaged, I, I engaged the church. By, by showing up to this and showing up to that or, or maybe participating in this drive or, or whatever, which are not anything, um, there's nothing bad about those things. But um, you're talking about engaging the church on a much deeper relational level than Absolutely. maybe we, we think about a it typically. level, yes. Right. So how am I encountering God? Because if I'm not in alignment with Him, everything else is going to be off. Right. And when I'm walking a rhythm and I'm aligned with my Father then it matters who God has placed in my circle of believers, and it matters how I walk with them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's where I get to practice the spiritual practices and disciplines like forgiveness and confession, right? right? And then how does that lead us into entering the world? The last one is entering the world. And um, I don't think you have to talk to me very long to know (laughs) that that's my passion. Uh, There are a lot of people, even right here in Holland and Zealand, who do not know Jesus Christ. And it's God's heart is a missionary heart, and God pursues, and he woos, and he, he's just constantly 
and going after people. And there is no plan B. His plan A is, if you're a follower of mine, I want you to be about my father's business. Mm-hmm. Go seek the lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, go share love. Go serve. Go be with. Mm-hmm. Go build relationship with. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm seeing a, a shift in our culture right now in the church, and I'm excited about it because I think more and more people are really waking up to say, wow, we've been a little light on the missional mm-hmm. living. Now, mm-hmm. I think we've had great support for missionaries around the world, mm-hmm. but that's kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Asking questions like this, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I believe simply you're a missionary. Yeah. Missionaries aren't people we send across seas. Every believer is a missionary, Mm -hmm. and everyone has a missional calling. You have people that you can influence that I can't, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I have people that you're never going to be able to because of my experiences and where I'm at. Right. Um, This Mm -hmm. is a tough one because I think... Maybe not so much, but when I grew up, it was like you don't talk to those other people, (laughs) Hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Um, So I'm excited to see just these three E's come to life, Hmm. and that becomes our normal conversation. So, you know, if you and I were just sitting and not talking about this, I'd be asking, tell me about your walk with God right now. Mm -hmm. Where's it at? What you reading? How's your closest relationships? Any sin you need to confess? Any forgiveness that you need to extend. And then I want to know, who are the pre-Christians that you are intentionally trying to come alongside and walk with and build relationship with? I love that. I love putting an emphasis on forming relationships with non-believers. Absolutely. And and, and not just forming them, but then continuing to to walk with them. Um, It's almost... I feel like, in, depending on maybe even just geographically, it feels like we. Yeah, there's this perception that Holland, right, is like we're we're all pretty much Christians around here, you know, um, which I think we both know is kind of a a mirage at times mm-hmm. um, that we can kind of pretend is the case. But there are so many people just in our day to day lives, what whatever we're doing that that need Jesus and. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I love the challenge to like, hey, who is actually a specific person that you're walking with that doesn't know the Lord? And if there isn't somebody, let's go like find somebody, mm-hmm. right? And let's let's make that an intentional part of our, our spiritual journey. Um, when we, we talked, uh, I think it was probably two or three years ago, um, going through Life on Life with uh, Keith Dornboss and thinking about there should always be somebody in your life that is further along in their spiritual journey that you are. And there should always be someone that you are further along in that you are walking with. You need people on both sides. um, Because if you don't, you're going to, something is static that should not be, Mm -hmm. right? And a story just jumped in my mind too. A friend of mine was sharing kind of on a different perspective, but when his daughter was younger, uh, they had a flat tire on their car. And he's alongside the road, jacking the car up and Mm -hmm. changing it out. And as he's trying to pull this tire off that's flat, the little girl goes, Daddy, just turn the tire, (laughs) right? Because she saw it was kind of full on top. Sure. And her mind was, oh, if you just, it'll be fine. Uh And, I mean, it's cute. I think that speaks well of this. If we want to walk and be led in the way of everlasting, I have to pay attention to all three of these areas. 
I need to work on my relationship with God. I have to be engaged with the body of Christ around me and fully participate. And I need to be about God's mission. Mm -hmm. If I'm lacking in any one of those, it's like a flat tire going down the highway, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I don't know about you, but I want to be cruising on the highway, (laughs) on God's highway. I, I want... A healthy relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. I want a healthy, thriving, growing relationship with the body of Christ around me. And I want to just be excited to meet new people who haven't yet known Jesus yet. Mm-hmm. That we just get to walk with life and just help remind them. And you were knit by a God yeah. who loves you and knows you by name. And and that's what we get to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're praying into Providence. Uh, we're finely tuned Airs are, mm-hmm. uh, tires are fully mm-hmm. pressured, and, and we're, we're cruising on what God is inviting yeah. us into next. And I think for some, for some of us that um, that is maybe new territory or something we have less experience in doing there, it can be scary, but I think that's just so exciting when you look at it that way that we get to go tell people that they were knit together by a creator who loves them, that wants to know them. Um, that's something that when we... It's obviously, especially just talking to people, and I think you have a lot of great ideas about, you know, it doesn't have to be, we overcomplicate it, right? We 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 overcomplicate it. It's not not as complicated as we make it out to be. Do you like to eat? Have somebody over. Right. Let's eat some food. And just talk. And just talk, right? And so that's one of the things that we want to do and give you the opportunity to do um, as we've talked through uh, this this passage. Um, Maybe if you're with your families or if you are in your small groups and you want to take some time just to talk about some of the stuff together, um, we just want to give you maybe a few questions that can help guide some conversations, right? Um, so here, here are just a couple of things that maybe you can be, be talking about with your, with your families and your siblings or um, just your friends and your small groups as well. So maybe think about what stood out to you from either the Sunday's message from Dean or um, the Provcast, the unofficial <laughs> name. Um, what are some things that just stood out to you, right? And, and share that with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, where is God inviting you to surrender? Maybe, maybe talk about what that means to you, Toby. Yeah, I think uh, Dean, like no one else in Providence who's, mm-hmm. who's been here so long, uh, God's really got him on a journey, right, that he mm-hmm. shared. Mm-hmm. That, um, what am I willing to give up for the other? Yeah. And, and I think that is the constant Christian message that... We'd rather say, believe in Jesus and life gets better. Yeah. Uh, believing in Jesus is a life of surrender and dying to self and serving the other in front of you. Mm-hmm. So where, where's God bringing you into that conversation? What, where's he working on your heart? Are you even aware of hmm. that call to surrender? Yeah, yeah. I think that's such a huge part of being a follower of, of Jesus is that you are constantly denying your flesh and kind of what your own what you desire for yourself right and um a lot of times when god calls you into something that's bigger and greater it requires um something to give up right Mm -hmm. so i think that's that's a great thing to to think about for yourself and to share with one another is what what is that thing um that maybe you feel like god is is calling you to to give up and surrender to him yep um, here's another question. Um, what comfort or encouragement can you focus on uh, from Psalm 139? In, in the same way that it, it calls us maybe to convict us, it also encourages us by by telling us who we are. Absolutely. Right. 
And that's kind of the, the yin and the yang of, of so much of scripture, right? Is that there's grace and there's, there's, we did a series a little bit about grit and grace, right? And yep. there's both, both are there um, at the same time, right? Got to live in the tension of it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe talk about just what is, what is your main takeaway and, and how are you being invited to obey and put this into practice? I think that's really the goal of this podcast in a nutshell is let's take these ideas. Let's take the ways that God is speaking to us and not just kind of tuck it away, but, but bring it into, into the playing field. Right. Yeah. I think we've, uh, we're so good. I mean, there's so many good teachings out there. Um, we live in a community with, with great teachers. Sometimes it just becomes information. And the whole purpose of what we're really inviting people to, especially with doing the, the encounter, engage, and enter, and working with those three E's, we just don't want information. We're really inviting people to be serious about obedience. Mm-hmm. That when you hear something in a message, you hear something in a podcast, God speaks to you through a song. It's not just information to be had. Mm-hmm. It's about putting that into action. It's about being obedient right then and right there. Mm-hmm. We really want to be disciples who, God, we might not get it all right, but uh, at the end of the day, we want to be seen as a people faithful that are like, if God says it, we're going to do it. We're going to be obedient. And that's the hope of these podcasts, too, is just to really drive obedience yeah. uh, from the youngest child to the oldest, uh, it's the same message until mm-hmm. we meet Christ face to face. Absolutely. And I think it would be great in, in the next coming weeks. We don't know exactly what shape uh, this is going to take, but I think one thing we've talked about is, yeah, bringing in people from different walks of life, right? Bringing in people, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a high school student. How does how did what happened that we talked about on Sunday, how does that relate to you as you go to school in, in 2020? Um, bringing in somebody maybe outside of Providence Church in a different walk in a spiritual journey and talking yeah. about some of these ideas. Um, so I think that's that's kind of, in, in, in an overall sense, one of the goals of, of, of this podcast is to get different perspectives on these things and share ideas and, and share how God is working with us um, in, in different ways and, and in different walks of life yeah. too, right? So I just have one last request that uh, when you become a viral sensation sure. hosting podcast, that I'll be remembered as your first yes. guest ever. We'll, get, we'll, send a, we'll send a trophy to you, the first, the first guest of uh, On Your Way Out. Toby there, grew up in there 2020. We go. There we go. <laughs> well done. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, this is going to be going out every Sunday evening after church, so um, it's going to be available on Spotify. Is that right? Yeah, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts. So... Um, we'll make sure there's uh, the right information for you guys to get plugged in and, and to tune in every week. So thanks for joining me, Toby. Hey, it's thanks a pleasure. for hosting. Absolutely. We'll see you next week.